Hey everyone, you're listening to the PhD Survival Guide Podcast, the podcast made by PhDs for PhD students. In today's episode, I'm going to tell you guys where I've been and what I've been up to. I'll give some life updates and some pretty exciting news. As always, I hope you enjoyed this episode, and without further ado, let's roll out that nice intro music. Welcome into the PhD Survival Guide podcast. This is episode number 16, titled, Where Has Fidas Been? And I'm your host, Fidas. In this episode, I'm going to be talking a little bit about, you know, why I've taken such a long break. If you are a normal or avid listener of this podcast, you know that I haven't dropped an episode in a couple of months now. And why has that happened? And, you know, what's the lead up to that? And how are we going to continue forward? The good news to start everything off is that I'm now back in the full swing of things and I'm set up and I'm cozy. So I'm going to be putting out episodes a lot more readily and at a much higher rate. I actually am going to start recording the next episode right after this one. Before I do anything though, I do want to shout out our Instagram page, which has actually grown a little bit over the past uh, couple of weeks. I think with Spotify wrapped and everything and being a little bit more active there, I'm going to start putting out a lot more content there, or trying to. I'm not super Instagram savvy, but I'm going to do my best. Uh, But you can follow us over at the phdsg underscore pod, that's phdsg underscore pod, on Instagram. You can also follow us here on Spotify, if you're listening through Spotify, or we're available through Apple Podcasts, Google, wherever you listen to podcasts, we're there. So if you follow us there, you'll be alerted with every new episode that drops. And now that we are getting much more in tune with things and much more into the recording rhythm, you'll be getting a lot more of those pings. If you want to ask me any questions, feel free to always DM me through Instagram. I'm pretty active on there. I will always respond. If you want to ask me a question through Spotify, feel free to do so in the Q&A section below this episode in the episode description. I'll see that through the Spotify app, and I'll be able to answer those questions later on in the show. So there's actually quite a few that have built up over the past couple of months, and those are what I'm going to be focused on for the next couple of episodes as we go back into the swing of things. But for the purpose of this episode, this is just going to be a quick five to ten minute episode, kind of like a filler to get you guys caught up in my life. So the exciting news here is that I have completed my PhD. Insert round of applause or whatever <laughs> type of sound bit that I can find. But yeah, I'm, I'm done. I, <laughs> I defended my dissertation uh, in September. Uh down at Florida International University, which I feel comfortable saying now. I'll throw that out there. Um, It was fantastic. It was great. A lot of people had showed up to my defense in person and a ton of people over Zoom. It It was great. And I'm going to recount a lot of that and reflect through that in another episode, like how to get prepared for the defense and what to expect during your defense and what the questions are like. There was the committee questions portion, which I have a pretty funny story about that. I'll actually tell that one now. 
So during the committee questions, normally what they do in the United States, I'm not sure how this goes um, overseas or outside of the United States, but they kick everyone out of the room. And one of my committee members was over Zoom, so we had to keep the Zoom open for him to ask me questions. So we kindly asked everyone to leave the Zoom as well. Now, I had somebody set up the Zoom for me so that they could handle that, and I wouldn't have to do a lot of that type of work and just focus on my defense. But essentially, you know, when we do the committee questions portion of your defense, when you're defending to your actual committee, that's like if you guys have listened to Hamilton or seen Hamilton, that's the room where it happens, right? That's behind closed doors. Nobody knows what's going on. This is kind of the scary part of everybody's PhD because nobody really knows what happens until you're in that room. So it's a super private thing. And so we kicked everyone out and I sit down and I'll recount all of that with you guys, the kinds of questions that I got to help better prepare you for your committee and to kind of see what questions you're going to get and what way they decide to go with the questions in my uh, scenario. But we kicked everyone out and my dad didn't know that he was supposed to leave and he slipped through the cracks somehow. I guess they kicked him out and he just rejoined the Zoom, but his mic was muted and he didn't have one. And so he just got to sit in and listen in to that whole thing, which was weird. <laughs> Nobody caught it. We were all kind of just there doing our thing. And he was just in the corner of the room, essentially fly on the wall type of deal. Uh, so you don't want that to happen. You want to make sure that you follow that uh, kind of culture pretty, pretty closely. But it is funny. And looking back at it now, at the time, I was like, oh, my God, after I'd heard what had happened, because I had just walked out of the room and my mom had told me my mom showed up uh, to watch in person. And my dad was overseas, so he couldn't watch, but he watched over Zoom. And she told me that he was there. And I was like, oh, my God, this is so weird. I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know if they're going to find out and, and whatever. And it wasn't a big deal. But it was just super funny because, again, culturally speaking, like when you talk about a PhD, this is your time with your committee. This is a super private event. This is a super private part of your defense. But yeah, so I defended my dissertation. I completed that part. I turned it in and everything. They sent me back the edits to my dissertation, which dissertation writing is a completely different beast. Again, that's going to need an episode or two, honestly, as to how to get through that and what the edits looked like for me and, and all that good stuff, how to format that properly and how to just make it easier for you. So there's there's plenty of content coming because that back half of the PhD, I couldn't really talk about it because I hadn't done it yet. But anyways, so that's all turned in and I will officially walk on December 12th, which is in a week. And we're going back down to Florida. I have moved officially back home with my parents. I am in Rhode Island. And this is the hard part. This is the reflection part that I took some time off after my PhD. I feel like I'd earned it, you know, five years of really long work hours and really long, arduous types of research, critical thinking always on. I felt like I deserved to turn my brain off for a little bit. And it's funny because I moved back to Rhode Island and now I am at home and I'm applying for jobs and doing that whole thing, which by the way, when you apply for jobs, if you know what you want to do throughout your PhD, if you have that idea, be better prepared. Start doing that six months ahead of when you graduate. 
but still it's it's nice to have those couple of months after you graduate to have that time off so i'm applying for jobs i'm doing all that but it's it's weird because i still think about science i'm still very in tune with that part of my life because honestly i joined the phd because i love research i love science so i'm still thinking about it i'm still reading a lot i'm still keeping up with everything that's going on in the scientific world, but also taking time to myself. So what does time to myself look like? I've been, I got back into volleyball, which is awesome. I've been having a great time with it. I am seeing friends that I haven't been able to see regularly for five years and getting that part of my social life back slowly. I'm keeping up with friends that I made over my PhD and still like, even though I'm not from Miami, even though I didn't love Miami as a place, it became, you know, part of me. It's it's one of my homes. So keeping in tune with that and everything is important for me. But so why do I have such a long break and what happened there? So about, you know, a few months before the end of my PhD, so around in, well, more than a few months, about in March, I had a postdoc lined up. I had a postdoctoral role lined up. I was going to transition out of my PhD into the postdoc. It was going to be very seamless, you know, and everything. But that postdoc was in academia. And I was geared towards the industry life prior to joining my PhD. The reason why I joined the PhD is so that I could get those higher senior level roles in industry. And it was interesting because you know, throughout my PhD, I started to really fall in love with independent research and being able to ask the questions and not have those types of restrictions on you as to this is what you're working on, this is what you have to work on, and whatever. These are the techniques that you have to do, yada, yada. In my PhD, I was a very freeform thinker. My advisor was had goals, and we had to stick to my dissertation, but we also had so many avenues outside of my dissertation that were super fun to follow and work on. And that that's what the academic life is like. Now, there are parts of academia that I don't like that I'll talk about later, but essentially I picked up this postdoc role. I was going to transition in, and my mindset was that I was going to do this for a year or two and use that as more experience to get into industry. Now, I go to Society of Toxicology annual meeting in March, and I use that heavily for networking. But a lot of the advice that I got was that you didn't have to do a postdoc, that a postdoc wasn't necessary if industry was your ultimate goal. So, you know, it was hard to talk about with the advisor that I had set up my postdoc with. It was really difficult to you know, get to that point of like, now I'm not going to be doing that anymore. But I had that conversation. They were incredibly understanding. They were super helpful. That role is still open to me now if I wanted to take it, if the job search doesn't go well. But, you know, now I'm home. I'm searching for jobs. The job market is horrible right now, to be quite frank. Uh, Jobs are very hard to come by. And you've got hundreds of applicants here in the United States all applying for the same job. On top of that, you have a lot of uh, let-goes. You have a lot of people that have been laid off from work. So you're talking about PhDs with industry experience applying for similar roles to what I'm applying for. And that makes it even more difficult on top of stuff. So the current wait time, expected wait time for some PhDs that I've talked to throughout uh, you know, this time that I've had off 
are, you know, they're saying that it could be anywhere from five to eight months to wait to get a job and to just keep applying and stay on top of that. So that's been my, you know, life at this point is uh, a lot of applications, a lot of self-care and taking care of myself. There's been a lot of uh, holiday eating because by the time, you know, September, we rolled into October, which is the start of that holiday season. We've got Thanksgiving had just passed. We have Christmas coming up. So just enjoying that time with my family, enjoying that time with my friends and just recovering, recovering, because realistically, a PhD takes a lot out of you. Even if you love it, it's going to take a lot out of you. So yeah, that's all done. Uh, being totally transparent with you guys, that's what I'm going to be doing for the foreseeable future, making sure that I can get into a role that suits me, one that I suit the company, and growing effectively through that, because I do want to end up in a place that I do have avenues after the fact. So I'll talk all about that later in other episodes and do all that awesome stuff. If you want to hear about my struggles with that, that's what we'll do. If you guys want to hear about some success stories, we'll bring in some people that talk about their industry transformation. We'll bring in people that talk about the academic life, if you want to go into academia, and we'll talk about the government life here in the United States. I also want to talk about some opportunities that'll be available for people outside of the United States, because if you tuned into uh, over on Instagram, I released the Spotify rap statistics. Only 44% of you guys, the listeners, are from here, are from the USA. So I want to make sure that I'm providing opportunities and guidance for people outside of the United States because there are those little and key differences that'll make your life very different compared to the advice that I can give. So I do want to wrap up here. I want to spend time again saying thank you so much for not just the messages, not just the Spotify Q&A, everything. You know, I did the Spotify wrapped over 20,000 listens, almost 1,500 followers over on Spotify. It's It's been incredible. The number of you guys that have reached out to tell me that it's been helpful, that's that's why you know we, we put this together and we want to make a community for people that feel comfortable talking about their PhDs and just make it a little easier for them. So thank you so much. I, I do want to thank everyone over at home here in Rhode Island and in Miami. I have a long list of names here, so you can you know, feel free to listen in, but thank you to my mother and father, my brother and sister for everything, all of your support throughout my PhD. Thank you to everyone that I've met and old friends along the way. Thank you, Arturo, Nicole, Isha, my old lab members, uh, Alexandra, Guillermo, Eva, Willie. Thank you so much for all of your hospitality and amazing kindness. Uh, to Tanner, my best friend, Beth, uh, his lovely wife, to the Guiarte Lab, uh, notably Alex, who's been a great friend of mine throughout my PhD, to the Two Lab, to the Chambers Lab. Thank you so much for just being amazing. To Victoria, she's been an amazing friend throughout uh, everything and given some really great advice about the podcast, so shout out to you. And then finally, to this amazing group of friends that I never thought would make such a big impact on my life, but Andrea and Josh, thank you. To Eric and Megan, thank you. Melissa, Joey, Sebastian, DT and Francis, Armando, Kim, David and Yolanda, Melly, Brom, Danny, Ashley. You guys are amazing people. And thank you so much for being so supportive of me throughout my academic journey, but also 
uh, with this podcast. You, you guys are outstanding individuals, and I know I've made friends for life. So thank you again. And without further ado, to not make this episode super long and, um, you know, super emotional, thank you so much for listening in. I'm so excited to be dropping new episodes coming out. There will be another episode after this one dropping very, very shortly. Um, So stay tuned. Thank you for listening into the PhD Survival Guide podcast. I'm your host, Fidas, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the PhD Survival Guide Podcast. Just as a disclaimer, the PhD Survival Guide Podcast is written, hosted, and produced by myself, Fidas. All things discussed in the podcast are my or our guests' opinions. No two students, mentors, or programs will ever be the exact same. Please keep an open mind when listening to what we have to say. All music is downloaded from Pixabay, the royalty-free music website. If you enjoyed this music, please check out artists like Lace FM, Sweet Fox, Fast Sounds, and Chillmore, who have all been featured in this audio production.